Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sustonica, the first sustainability certification for vacation rentals that audits homes on their environmentally friendly setup, installs smart measuring tools for water, gas and electricity, and offers an iPad for guests to see their real-time consumption levels. Learn more at sustonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. Well, 2022 has been the year of the growing voice of sustainability in this industry. There is a perfect saying though that describes what it's like to educate and engage people in this subject and it's like pushing uphill. So whose voice was it that finally got the ball rolling? My guest today is the one who stubbornly and tirelessly made that ball roll. More and more people are jumping on the sustainability bandwagon and there is also a growing number of guests who are looking to stay at an environmentally friendly property. Without his push, even this podcast wouldn't exist. Today, we'll see what else he has in store for us. So my special guest is the one and only Bob Garner. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hi, Deborah. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. (laughs) Bob, let's start off with a view back over 2022. This is actually going to be the final episode for 2022, just before Christmas. So let's have a look back at your 2022 and uh, that of sustainability in the industry? Yeah, it's been a good year. It's been a crazy busy year, but it's been a good year. So I guess I would come at it from three or four different perspectives. So mm-hmm. first of all, would be my perspective of my business here in Italy, Casal mm-hmm. Vicky. We've mm-hmm. been running this for 15, 16 years now, sustainable holiday apartments in Italy. And that's gone great. It's been back to a normal year after the pandemic. And it feels just like a normal year. And uh, everything is pretty straightforward and no great hiccups or or challenges because we've been doing it so long. It feels quite natural. And we've got to stay on our game, of course. We can't get complacent. Mm. But we're continuing continuing to try and improve and, and make sure we give great customer service. But that's sort of been going on. And in a way, it's taken a bit of a backseat for me because I've spent much more of my time now externally around sustainability. Mm. And I guess that's taken the form of, as in previous years, but more so trying to educate and inform and raise awareness of sustainability in the industry, you know, writing about it, coming on wonderful podcasts like this one, um, blogging, um, talking at several conferences this year around sustainability, just trying to raise the profile and get more and more people engaged in it. And for the sole reason that, I mean, I've done it, I, I'm, I've had a successful business based on it, but I need and want other people to be successful because you can make money out of it. As you know, you've been talking to many great guests on this podcast about this. Mm. Um, and so we want our industry to be successful and they can be by promoting sustainability talking about sustainability, branding themselves as sustainable, and that can make a huge difference. So that's been one of my focuses this year. 
which has been around education and information and just trying to get people much more engaged in the topic. And I can dive a bit deeper into that. And then mm. the other two topics that I guess we'll talk about was being, I launched at the beginning of this year, Green VR Events, which is getting our events and conferences to be greener. Mm. And that's been that's been going great guns, and I'd love to talk about that. Mm. And then this final piece as we approach the end of the year is preparing for the launch of Enviro Rental, which is going to be the hub, the sustainability hub for everybody in our industry. And we're going to give away these free resources to get everybody started on sustainability and move them from zero to hero around being eco-friendly. Mm -hmm. That's my overview. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a very, very... Um... Very, very good video taken at one of the conferences when you were speaking and you were asking property managers, everyone to stand up and, you know, those who think it's important, stay standing. And those who are doing something about it, you know, stay standing. And then, you know, obviously the numbers just dropped dramatically. And it is about, well, first of all, awareness is important, but it is about starting to take those first steps. And this is what I'm finding is the most difficult because, you know, a lot of people still don't know where to start or don't know what to, don't have the time. And as I work on this podcast, I'm seeing that there are actually, there are resources out there. There are people to help you. And, uh, you know, this is the reason for the podcast and also Rentals. So can we actually start with the green VR events. What is that all about and how is that helping? Okay, so I came to the conclusion last year that even though I'm, I'm spending a lot of time online communicating on sustainability, I'm just one person with one voice um, and that isn't enough. Mm. And I need to find a way of amplifying my voice. And so it occurred to me that we've got these amazing, wonderful conferences in our industry, around 50 of them. And they would be a great channel to amplify that voice around sustainability and get the message out to the wider community. Because I see conferences and, and events as the gateway to a much wider community. So thinking about it, it occurred to me that the big topics in our industry get talked about at conferences. That's one of the main purposes of them. So if we can get the topic of sustainability onto the agenda of these conferences and get these events to also make themselves much more sustainable, as did the Book Direct show, for example, mm -hmm. then we, we, do, we hit two things. We get the events to be more sustainable and we get to communicate sustainability to these property managers and these hosts. And I've been fortunate enough and, and pleased to speak at a number of the conferences this year around sustainability. And that's great because we get that message out. Mm. And so to date, I've got 25% of these events around the world to be sustainable and to put sustainability on the agenda. Mm. And that's wonderful. You know, I'm just a volunteer doing this as a little side gig. So that's got us so far. And I'm really pleased with that. And um, thank you, Deborah and, and Damien, for supporting this through the Book Direct show, because that's, mm -hmm. that's been amazing. You guys have been one of the, the front runners in this and the leaders. So that's that's incredible. But there's more work to do. Uh, and we'll be doing that through 23 to get more conferences engaged uh, so that we can get this message out to all of the delegates and all of the stakeholders and all of the sponsors, because it's mm. so crucial that we need to take some steps. Mm. And, uh, they can be a key linchpin in making that happen. Mm. And, you know, actually designing that conference, it is quite amazing how much waste there is and how you can make improvements and have very little wastage. Um, but it does just take a little bit of thought and planning and thinking differently. And it's possible, very possible. Yeah, that was a very interesting thing to do. 
for the book direction. Yeah, and, and so what we did with the Green VR event, I mean, it's very simple, really. We put a playbook together of about 25 actions that mm. an event organiser can take, mm. uh, and they can choose the ones that work for them at this stage, mm. and then start to brand themselves as sustainable, not, not greenwashing, of course. Mm -hmm. And then, importantly, putting sustainability on the agenda, getting a speaker up there, getting a panel discussion, get some communication out there, because we need to educate the people who come to these conferences. So it's a really wonderful vehicle. There's much more to do, but I, I hope we've made a good start. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about, about environmental, but I actually want to jump in first with the data that came out from booking.com today. So yes. like, this is the reason, besides you know, cleaning up the planet, there's a very big reason why you might want to become more environmentally friendly. So can you share share with us that data that came out today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just pulling it up on my phone because mm. I don't have it all in my head yet. It's yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. But it's a very but, growing audience, isn't it? Absolutely. Booking.com have been doing some great things around the research around sustainability. They do an annual survey and they've been doing it for seven or eight years now. And that came out earlier in the year about um, what consumers are looking for around sustainability and what property managers and hosts can do and should do. And this is an evolving process. Booking.com have a whole strategy about how they're going to move to put sustainability at the heart of what they do. Mm. which is all fantastic. But they've just produced some further uh, analysis that came out yesterday or today, which was really around some of the responses from the property managers themselves and what they're looking for. So to give you a couple of examples, um, the statistic was that 86% of accommodation providers um, believe that sustainability is important. And that, and that tallies very much with, the, with the, the information that I see day in, day out. 78% mm -hmm. uh, say they've already taken some action. Now, that seems a really high number to me. I, I was yeah. quite surprised at that. It isn't broken down what action that actually might be. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be recycling or it might be some other activity, but mm -hmm. um, it was an interesting number. Um, and... One of the other stats that I thought was really interesting is that 75% of the responders, these are the property managers, said they would uh, like to see and need to see a lot more commitment from the industry as a whole to help them achieve what they want to do, which is absolutely fine. And this mm. data drills down into a bit more detail there about what the property managers are actually looking for. Mm. But it's clear, as you said in the intro, that we need to do more but people are really struggling with what to do. And having spoken to hundreds of property managers on this topic, it is really clear that they're busy. They don't have the resources all the time to do the research, work out whether it's A or B and whether mm -hmm. they do this or that and which product to choose, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, so they don't know what to do. They don't know um, how to do it and where to start. Mm. So we need to find a solution to break down that barrier so that they can jump in and get started. Because as you often say, I hear you on this podcast often say, you know, that first step is the hardest. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree. Once you get on that path and you take that first step, it can be easier. So mm -hmm. EnviroRental, strapline, signposting sustainability for vacation rentals. Mm -hmm. We need to signpost to them the things that they can do, the simple, easy, often free steps that they can take 
to make themselves sustainable and brand themselves sustainable and tap into the growing market of customers who are looking to travel and stay sustainably. Mm -hmm. So the idea of environmental is to give these resources away to completely for free because we need zero barriers to entry. If yeah. we start charging these, this advice and service, people might not engage. And we haven't got time for that. There is a climate emergency and we mm. need people to engage. So giving these away for free is mm. one of the ways that we think we can do it. Mm. Um, and we launch next month. You launch what? Sorry, just cut off then. Launch next month in, in December. Oh, lovely. That's a nice Christmas present. <laughs> Something to get stuck into over the Christmas break. Yeah. One of the one of the hurdles, one of the hurdles that I'd heard from some property managers is actually convincing the owner, to, you know, the, for the things that they have to do to the owner's property. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that there might be some resources as to how to sell sustainability to a property owner, one of your, you know, the owners in your portfolio. So that would be um, that would be a great thing to have. So can you tell us some of the resources that you might have on EnviroRental on the website? Yep, absolutely. So um, what we're going to have is a, a roadmap giving the viewers, the, the active people engaged, the subscribers, with all the steps that they can take around sustainability. So it might be about energy, it might be about water, it might be about plastic, it might be about consumables, it might be about appliances, et cetera, et cetera. Taking each topic one by one, identifying what the problem is, giving them a solution and pointing them in the, in the direction of taking that, that next step. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the core part of the platform. But also, we also want the program, the, the, the hub, to be a repository of everything that they need, a one-stop shop around sustainability. Yeah. So your your blog will be on there. Uh, sorry, your podcast will be on there. There'll be blogs on there. There'll be case studies so people can learn from other people. They'll all all the industry news around sustainability and vacation rentals will be on there. I see it all the time and I post about it on LinkedIn, but it'll all be there and people will be able to look back and see it'll be an easy find for people to do the research and understand what they can do. Mm. So the, the idea is that anybody who wants to do something around sustainability in our industry goes there and everything they could possibly need will be there as a one-stop shop. We need to make it simple. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an idea at you. Um, mm. You know, one of the one of the ways to make sure that someone actually does something, whether they're busy or not, is to make them accountable. So I wonder if you can actually have a part of your website where you actually have like a sponsor. You know, someone that keeps you on the path. And the first thing you're going to do is change electricity provider. And you're going to give me a date by the date by this date you're going to change electricity provider. And then the, they show you that they've done it, tick that off the list, right? What's the next task you're going to do? And give me a date by, you know, when you're going to do it. So I wonder if accountability will actually engage people more if they really want to do it, then mm. they have to be held accountable rather than just yep. reading it. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, that was really nice. Okay, well, next, uh, you know, get on with life. So just it's an idea that maybe you might want a section there where people if they're really serious and they need you know a bit of a push this is what you're going to do yeah it's an interesting point and um yeah i would certainly take that one on board i mean what we're doing with the site when we launch will be everything that we 
I think people need those first principles to get going. But obviously, as we develop, as we get feedback, as we understand which parts of the site people are most engaged with, mm. what resources people are most interested in, then phase two next year will be to build that capacity out. Because, of course, you need some time to think these things through and understand what's working and what, what would be most useful. But that's a really good idea. I will add it to my list because it's because a long list of what might be in phase two. Yeah, because the thing about the accountability is even if they do like the first three steps, like you were saying, it becomes addictive. And then after that, they might not need to be accountable to someone because then they're already on their journey and they're enjoying it and they're seeing the benefits. So I wonder if, you know, maybe to get going, you you offer that accountability. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we will obviously be encouraging people to do is create a climate action plan. Mm-hmm. And that's around deciding what you're going to tackle, put, documenting that. It can be a very simple list. It doesn't have to be anything particularly fancy. We'll give people a pro forma way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then put it on your website for the world to see. So in a way, that's a part around accountability because you're you're putting it on there and saying, this is what I'm going to do in 2023. And this is what I might hope to do in 2024. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter whether it's two things or 10 things. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to control different pace Mm. but climate action plan is is a way of being public about what you're doing Mm. and also registering with the glasgow declaration and whereby then the 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 guys at the un behind the glasgow declaration will then come back to you within one year of your climate action plan and say hey what have you done can you report back on this so they may well be the mechanism of, of, of achieving what you've just suggested yeah and the other thing i would say and i say this every time to people what's so so important is when you do stuff publicize it, brand your website, talk about it, put it in your digital guide, blog about it, write about it. You've got to be, you've got to get be out there and talking about it because oh. you need your consumers, your, your customers to find you. Yeah. And it's also a great way of doing your part to influence the industry. When somebody yeah. sees you're, you're doing something, that might spur them to take some action too. So that's yeah. a really crucial part of the process. Yeah. Bob, I'm going to reel you right back because what you've just said it actually sounds a little daunting. So for someone new, a climate action plan, and I've seen them online and they're big chunks of text. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, uh, mm, no. And even the Glasgow Declaration is like, hey, what is that? Uh, uh, uh. I think even the first step to having a sustainability page on your website and the bullet points of what you've done and what mm. you plan on doing, even if you have it, so, you know, a bullet point with a tick box, I've done this, I've done this, and you actually have a few more things that you're going to be inquiring about or investigating in the next six months and just have something as simple as that. Whatever your checklist is, your roadmap, okay, I'm going to do these two things straight off, you know, green hosting and uh, green energy. Okay, there's two things you can do in two phone calls. Okay, boom, I'm starting my green page. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you're totally right. And the idea around the climate action plan is, is really just, and it, these fancy words, it just means documenting what you're doing. Mm. You, know, you can do it in a paragraph. You can do it in bullet points. There's no mm. right or wrong about this. Mm. It's just about publicizing what you do. Mm. It can be as simple as, in 2023, I am doing boom, boom, boom. That is as good as a climate action plan. We don't need fancy words. We don't need a whole spiel around it. Yeah. If people want to put more in there, absolutely fine. Uh, I have a climate action plan on my website, Casal de Fiki. Um, 
but it can be in any form and in any shape you want. The important thing is the documentation of it, the writing it down, the publicizing it is partly about around what you were saying around accountability mm. and, and saying to the world, this is what I'm doing, mm. saying to your customers, this is what I'm doing. And of course, we do need to really avoid greenwashing. So we don't want people saying they're doing something and then not doing it because mm. that's greenwashing and we don't want that. So yeah. that is a way of accountability is um, publicizing it and being clear and honest about what you are doing and mm. taking some early steps, as you keep saying. Mm. Well, you know what? It's, it's come up in another podcast in one of the other episodes that you can't greenwash in this industry. If you have a, a holiday rental and you're saying we've done this, this and this, those guests who specifically book this property because of these things, if they arrive and you're not doing it, it's going to be in the review. This is going to come back and bite you in the... Mm. Two swear words so far this episode. I'm doing well. <laughs> but it's going to come back and bite you, you know. You can't be greenwashing when you're talking about greening your property because those people that booked it specifically because you are environmentally friendly are going to pick it up. You can't be lying. Yeah. And you don't want them coming back and biting you on the derriere, do you? No, so, no that's right. <laughs> so it will come back. You're absolutely right. It will come back in the reviews. It, yes. it might come back because one of your competitors might complain that you're not doing it. And, and then you get into a whole different array of problems there. Yeah. So honesty is, is at the core of this. Just take some steps and do mm. it. Don't mm. pretend you're doing more. And don't pretend the impact is more than it is. And nobody will judge you. Nobody will judge you wrongly about, about taking two or three steps and publicizing it. Nobody expects you to be perfect in day one or even mm. in year one mm. or in year two. We're all on a journey. You go at your pace. You take some steps that work for you. And as we talk about all the time, this is a virtuous circle. You see the effects of your actions because it impacts on your brand. It positively impacts on your reviews. It impacts on your book direct rate, on your referral rate. And that's great for your, your ROI. And then that's a virtuous circle. It was mm -hmm. the same with me. You take these actions, you go, oh, this is working. This is bringing in business. Let's do some more of that. And before mm -hmm. you know it, you're on the sustainability uh, road and you're taking some really good steps. And yeah. it's great for your business. That's key. You don't yeah. have to do it because it's good for the planet, though, of course, that's what we want too. Mm. Because it will bring you business. You yeah. will be successful if you do it effectively. And mm. that's what might motivate a lot of people to take those steps. And mm. that's still. Mm. Well, this is what I have in the introduction for the episode, for the for the podcast. You know, there is a niche audience out there who want to book green. Tap into it. Be an early adopter. Get ahead of everyone else and become greener and attract those people. And then you'll get those people coming back to you over and over rather than uh, uh, struggling to get them later on when everyone is joining the bandwagon. So get ahead now and take the steps. And like you mentioned before, um, I've had also people on the on the episodes where they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% green. I, I'm still working on it. So I don't really want to say it because, you know, I'm not there yet. But every little step counts and every little step should be applauded and shared uh, on your website. Yeah, every and, little yeah, step counts. Absolutely. And the younger the audience, the more engaged they are. I was doing a presentation yesterday to the staff at Altido. Um, and of course, you know, they're, they're half my age, you know, they're young people. Um, I'm a bit of an uh, old dinosaur, <laughs> but they're really engaged in the topic. 
and they're asking lots of questions. They want to know how, how things will work. They want to know the practicalities, how they can show some benefits for their customers. And that's great because the younger people are much more engaged in this. Mm. So as we go through the generations, those that interest in sustainability will only get bigger um, yeah. and we'll tap into that. Um, yeah. It's not going away. It's only going one way. Yeah, but we're talking also about the guests. The guests are also, those young people, you know, they're getting older and they're more interested in sustainability and they're going to be the ones booking your properties. Anyway, they already are, but even the younger generation coming up through, they're all concerned about sustainability and they're going to be the ones booking. So it's time to get on now. So in, yes. terms, of, uh, in terms of sustainability in the industry, uh, there is more and more happening, including accreditation. So booking.com is doing theirs. Um, one of the feedback that I heard about their accreditation, I don't know if they're changing it or working on it, but there, someone, one property manager who's really, you know, uh, like net zero, they were saying that there needs to be much more of a, a scale of sustainability in their badging. I'm not sure if they're working on that, but do you know anything about that? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. They introduced their um, eco badge about a year ago and there was just one category and it's self-certification. You tick a box to say you're doing stuff around water, doing stuff around energy, doing stuff around laundry, etc. So mm. it's self-certified at this stage. Mm. Um, and I gave them feedback and it was their intention anyway is to develop that and, and move it on. Uh, and that's great. And so last month, they in fact, this month, possibly they launched the development of that. And now there are four stages of um, the badging um, and uh, the top stage is where those hosts like myself are also signed up to an accreditation scheme so there's a number of accreditation schemes which of course have a much more rigorous assessment of what you're doing mm. i'm with uh, green tourism where it isn't just self-certified they you know they audit you they interview they check on what you're doing you have to prove document what you're doing and, and show them the details mm -hmm. so that gives you a sort of higher level of of status and so the top level in booking at the moment the, those three levels plus an additional level will be if you have got an external accreditation from a number of approved uh, bodies then you'll be reach that higher level so the person you were referring to might possibly have an external accreditation mm. and therefore they would, they would be in that top level as mm. as we would be and that is really important because booking.com have now got 500,000 uh, hosts on the green badge mm -hmm. which is a lot but obviously they've got millions and millions of properties so they've still got mm. some way to go. mm. but of course, a host like me would like to be differentiated um, between what I'm doing and a host that's doing some simple recycling and laundry and mm. energy because we want properties, um, tra travellers, to be able to see the difference between me and somebody else because mm -hmm. we're not all equal and therefore yeah. we should be shown as having some differentiation on their platform. So mm. that lot launches I think in the new year they announced it the last uh, few weeks mm -hmm. and that will go some way to meeting the concerns that your that your person had mm. and of course this is an evolving process mm. I'm sure as we move on they will build more into that process and make yeah. it more robust so it takes time and there's also the sponsor of the show Sastonica and they're also going to be the first vacation rental accreditation for the properties um uh independent 
Um, and they also, you know, they need documents and then they, they need proof too. It's not a self-checking kind of situation. So that's launching very soon as well. So we look forward to seeing more from, from Sestonica and Vanessa. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, Vanessa's, Vanessa's such an entrepreneur. If anybody can yeah. pull that off, then she yep. can. She uh, will. It's a crowded market, but she's bringing something novel and new based mm. on technology. And I'm mm -hmm. going to be really excited to see that when it launches. Yeah, me too. She'll be on the show. Yeah. Uh, do you know of any other um, any other companies like OTAs? Is Expedia doing something towards sustainability or Airbnb hasn't mentioned it at all, has it? Have they? Airbnb haven't have not really talked about it at all, mm. and and they're quite tight lipped about things. Um, I, I struggle to to get a connection with them and talk mm. about it. They mm. don't have any badging as yet. I'm sure yeah. they will ultimately bring it out. Um, Expedia, which of course own Verbo, are working on it, and they're going to be, I think, launching something next year. Mm. Um, know the details, but they have like booking a very clear strategy, which is public. You can find it on the internet about mm. what they intend to do around sustainability mm. and why it's so important. So it's mm. clear that they're going to want to do that, but they're a big organization and these things tend to take quite a while mm. to put into what they will. And then yeah. another company at a smaller scale who who I know you've spoken to, Enrique from Holodoo, mm. uh, they, they have the green badging and they've had some really interesting results from that in terms of the click rate and the yeah. click to book rate have yeah. been much higher for those eco properties on their platform, which yeah. is great. That's exactly what we want to see. So we can go back to these other property owners and say, look, if you want to get this click rate and this book rate, start to take action. So that's, mm. that's absolutely what we want to hear. And mm. we do need more data on that. And I'm hoping mm. that will come from booking as we move forward, yeah. because it's a great way of educating owners to take action. Exactly, exactly. Property managers need to keep in mind that if booking.com is doing this, Airbnb for sure has to get into it some, some stage and, and Verbo. And there are already property managers already on the sustainability bandwagon. There will be filters on these websites that guests can go, I want to stay at an environmentally friendly property. So property managers who are not doing anything will miss out. So if yep. the if the OTAs are doing something where guests can filter, then you need to start doing something. And there's no excuses now because there are resources for everyone. Listen in on the conversations on the Green Path podcast. Follow the roadmap on the environmental website. There are resources out there, so there's no excuse and don't get left behind. Yeah, and actually, interestingly, I'll, I'll give you a little clue. Um, Paul uh, Stevens asked me to write um, a, a prediction for next year. Oh, yeah. Um, one, one of the things I mentioned, um, I guess this will come out after this prediction, so it's okay to talk about it, is... Yeah. I predict that the OTAs will do a lot more around their algorithms on eco. So they won't just badge their properties as eco, but they will they will skew the algorithm so eco becomes a higher profile. Mm -hmm. Because if they've got a strategy to deliver on sustainability, that is one way to do it. So if you have the badge, I think you'll start to move up the search criteria. And, and I'm just predicting this. I have no inside knowledge, but mm. I suspect what will happen more and more next year yeah there's been a bit of uh, crystal ball gazing i was doing my predictions for airbnb and this one now with algorithm i, I think it's going to be a very interesting year 2023 there's going to be lots of changes yes yeah, absolutely. right totally. yeah well we're going to wind up now is there anything else you'd want to chip in on the very last episode for 2022 just to say 
First, Deborah, thank you for running this podcast. You've had such amazing people on, and mm. I really look forward to listening to it every Wednesday. And uh, I can't wait to see who you interview in 2023. So thank you very much. You're so committed to this. And I, I know because I hear it every week, I know you're learning a lot through this I know. process. As we move forward. But so for anyone who doesn't know, I don't know anything about sustainability. So when I put my hand up to do this podcast, I'm like, well, I don't know anything about sustainability. And then what in, in, I do now. Absolutely. It's been great. I mean, what a great podcast. I should subscribe. <laughs> but, um, you know, I ask the questions you want to ask because if I don't know, you don't know. And this is, it's actually been of benefit to not understand anything about it and to learn it as I, as I ask the question. So it's been really good. Thank you for suggesting. No, you didn't suggest it, but attending that uh, round table in May, uh, I thought it was a good idea to get this up and running, and even though I don't know anything about it, but it's been great. Thank you. Yeah, you've been fantastic. Yeah. And the other thing I would just say in closing is, you know, please to the viewers and the listeners go to envirorental.earth. Um, and log on. If you do it before it goes live, um, you just log on and we'll alert you. Um, maybe by the time this pod goes out, podcast goes out, it will be live, in mm. which case you'll see all the resources. So mm. get into give us some feedback and uh, get connected. Yes. So I will pop the link in the description below. Uh, also, sign up for the Green Path Podcast weekly reminder newsletter, um, email. You only just get a reminder. I don't spam you for anything else. Uh, so I'll put all the links in the description below. Bob, thank you very much for a lovely episode and thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy. No, no worries at all. And uh, have a great Christmas. Yeah, you too. And Happy New Year. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.